0: Hey, I know you're probably driving or running or cleaning the house or doing something else when you're listening to this, but look, If you're a B2B marketer and you need to start generating revenue from your marketing, then you have to check out our 12-week program, the B2B Incubator. It's built for small in-house B2B marketing teams with limited time and budget. We give you the strategy, the templates, and the tools to start driving revenue, not just leads. So if you're ready to act on all the advice Kevin and I give you, next time you take that first sip of coffee in the morning, make sure you head to the B2B Incubator and apply now. There's only 10 spots available per cohort with our next one launching at the end of May, 2024. Remember, the B2B Incubator, apply now so you don't miss out. We've had B2B Marketing Managers, CMOs, Marketers in Demand roles, Content Leads and more all go through this program and they're currently executing the demand strategy that they've created. Some are now even contributing as much as 80% of the pipeline to their business after working through it. Make sure you check out the b2bincubator.com and apply now to start driving more demand and more revenue for your brand. Okay, let's get on with the show. We'll get insights from successful people in the industry and cover the latest trends to keep
1: you on the cutting edge of the B2B world. If you're interested in B2B marketing strategies and tactics that work, then this podcast is for you. Subscribe to get the latest from the B2B playbook first. Remember, successful B2B marketing starts with the buyer.
0: Welcome back to the B2B playbook. Listeners, Kev, I am so excited because today we are showing you how Kev and I planned and executed our first collaboration and campaign for the B2B incubator. And this campaign is called How Much Money Can We Make Monica? We're going to show you our process from idea creation through to sponsorship and execution so you can get some ideas flowing for your own campaign and collaboration. Kev, are you excited for this? I am
1: excited and I hopefully for once I can match your energy. But listeners just know that it's a very exciting opportunity for us and obviously a very exciting way of doing a collaboration, which, you know, we thought long and hard about it and we really thought this is the better way to go. Rather than throwing some money, throwing some sponsorship money on ads, this is a much more interesting way to do things and hopefully something that will benefit everybody involved, including you listeners. So maybe first of all, George, for the benefit of our listeners, if you could just explain what this campaign is all about and how is Monica involved?
0: Yeah, okay. Well, I could explain it all, Kev, or I've preloaded our promotional video and audio, which I'm going to play right now. So tune in. If you put four of the best B2B marketers together, could you create the perfect B2B marketing campaign? That's what we're testing right here on the B2B playbook with our campaign, How Much Money Can We Make Monica? Monica is a long-time listener of the B2B Playbook. We owe her $500 because she referred someone to our program, the B2B Incubator. But Monica refused to accept the $500 that we owed her just because she's too damn nice. So I thought, wouldn't it be fun to take that $500 that we owe her, reinvest it into a paid marketing campaign for the B2B Incubator for the first time and give her 20% of whatever sales we make from that campaign. So the question is, can we turn that $500 into something much, much bigger to give to Monica? To find out, we've got together four of the best experts to help us craft this perfect B2B campaign. They're helping us with customer research, our landing page and copywriting, running the LinkedIn ads, and how to track and report on it all through HubSpot. In this session with our first expert, Ryan Gibson, you're gonna learn how to conduct customer interviews like a pro. You're also gonna learn how to pinpoint your customer's anxieties and pains so you can then use them in your marketing. You're also gonna learn how to use software to make the information collection and analysis process easier. Before we dive into this interview, I just wanna thank our sponsors Dovetail for sponsoring this first part of the experiment. Ryan already used Dovetail to collect and analyze insights from customers and he refers to it as the Cadillac of customer insights platforms. So we thought, hey, we may as well reach out to them to sponsor this part of the experiment. Okay, so why are we starting with customer research? Any great campaign speaks to its customers pain points and anxieties and deeply understands how its product solves these. The best way to collect these is through customer research. Now Monica is not only a fan of the B2B playbook, but she's also a past customer of the B2B incubator. So she's the perfect person for us to speak to and get these insights from. Our customer research expert is Ryan Gibson. Now Ryan is the founder of contentlift.io. He's absolutely the best at doing this. So we had to get him on board for this part of the experiment. Okay, you're about to see how Ryan formulates the perfect questions to ask Monica. You're then going to learn how to use software to make running the interview and its analysis as easy as possible. And finally, you're going to see Ryan analyze the interview and show me all the juicy insights from it that we can use for the rest of our campaign. We'll also link in a separate video the full interview between Monica and Ryan so you can see how Ryan the pro does it. Monica asks Ryan some great questions at the end about conducting customer interviews, so make sure you tune into it. Okay, let's get into it.
1: Well, George, you're definitely getting better at the video work, even if it still looks like a five-year-old drew some of those things. Part of I the guess charm, Kev. I guess part of the charm. Part of the part charm, of the charm.
0: Of- no one else is doing it. Actually, I'm starting to see a lot of other people do that on LinkedIn, Kev, and I'd like to say I'm one of the first to embrace their childish drawings out there, so anyway, Kev, that's the campaign we're gonna see how much money we can make monica we're getting together four of the best experts we know to help us do it and now we're going to release this campaign as it happens so as we conduct the customer interviews the customer research we're releasing that as we start running the ads we're going to release that and so everyone can get a live look as to how we are running this campaign and how it's going hopefully kev we don't fall flat on
1: our ass yes let's hope let's hope but anyways listeners In this episode, we're just going to give you a little bit of background about how all this came together and maybe give you some tips around how you can maybe do something similar for your own business and take some learnings from our experience as well. So first of all, let's talk about why we're doing this. And I think I'll start with talking about how we got the spark of inspiration to really look at collaborations more closely for the B2B playbook and everything attached to it. So after our chat with Brian Williams, who listeners you might remember, he was an expert on partnerships and we had him on for an interview episode. We were really inspired by what he was doing to make collaborations a more key part of our strategy moving forward. So as part of our goals, we decided to try and do at least one collaboration per quarter.
0: Kev, I think there was two key things that Brian said that really stuck in my brain. And the first was, do you want to go at it alone or do you want to go together with partners and go further And the second one was partnerships are amazing because you can use other people's money to grow your business. Now, doesn't sound as benevolent, does it? But I promise the way that we do these partnerships and the way the best partnerships work is when they're win-win scenarios. And we're going to talk you through how we've turned it into a win-win scenario. But first, let's go through again. A little deeper, the benefits of collaborations, Kev. What are some of those benefits?
1: The first one is that you're leveraging immediately the audiences of other influencers or other people involved in that collaboration. And particularly those influences where our dream customers are hanging out already. So obviously all the experts we have within this collaboration, they have an audience that's shared between us. We have complimentary audiences that we can hopefully share back as well. So immediately you're hopefully growing your audience and your reach. Secondly, there's positive associations with their brand and personalities, and hopefully the same goes for our brand and personalities. And we can share that as well. So not only are we sharing the audience, we're also sharing that word of mouth recommendation indirectly by associating with those other brands and vice versa. And finally, we are using each other's money and audiences to grow our individual brands. So for listeners, you could be using somebody else's money to grow your own brand you could be using their audience to grow your own brand we're obviously putting in some money ourselves we're lucky enough to have dovetail on board to help us sponsor as well and we obviously are utilizing leveraging the audiences of all our experts that we have on board for this collaboration so you can see everyone is getting something out of it and that's how we're hopefully achieving that win-win maybe even another win in there for everyone involved
0: yeah, I think that it's win, Kev. When we get to it later, but it's more than three wins. I think there's four or five, and that's the way your collaborations really should work. And just to echo what you said, it was because we are so connected to our dream customers and our dream audience. It was a complete no-brainer for us when we were deciding who should be part of this collaboration. They were actually guests that we've had on the podcast already, and they're people who I look up to, who we who we interact with regularly. And people who I think are the very best at each of their specializations. Ryan Gibson is one of the best customer researchers out there that I know. Pasha is definitely one of the best when it comes to data analytics and reporting. Jess Cook is incredible when it comes to content marketing and landing page, and copywriting. And then Justin Rowe, he's incredible at LinkedIn ads. So it was a total no-brainer to get each of these people on board. All right, Kev, let's talk about the actual format that we're doing this in. So we're actually doing it as a mini-series. Should we go into why we're doing it like that?
1: Yeah, definitely, George. And before we move on, I'd just like to say again, thank you so much to all the experts for agreeing to do this with us. We're very lucky that they've agreed to do it. Huge thanks to Monica as well, and obviously Dovetail as well for sponsoring. But everyone coming together, it's a real positive to see. But back to why we chose a mini-series as the format... I think, George, we were discussing it a little while back, but with AI coming out so much more in this content space, all this sort of how-to content is becoming just commodity content. We've heard not so great things about copywriters being laid off and things like that because of the advent of things like ChatGPT. And we needed to start doing things differently to take things to the next level in order to counteract some of that as well and to have some of those killer stories along the way to really use as a way of counteracting the advent of AI and the commoditizing of content.
0: That's it. The thing that sets us apart from the machines is stories. It's lived experience. Those AI tools, they're not living stories yet. Probably not for a while, but they look, they can't craft their own stories because they're not interacting with people. We actually discussed this in our storytelling episode. That's what makes you relatable and that's what makes people trust you. So we realize that we've to set ourselves apart by telling really engaging stories. Alright, folks, quick breather here. In my time in B2B marketing, generally I've come to realize that there are just certain tools that can be an absolute game changer. And that's why I'm really excited to talk about Leadfeeder. Uh, It's a tool that helps you cut through the data and turn those website visitors into solid leads and opportunities for your business. Leadfeeder shows you which companies are checking out your site, tracking their behavior, and it integrates all of this with your CRM. And the result is it's Basically, like a secret weapon for targeted lead engagement, and it really makes it easier for your team to convert website traffic into sales. Head to leadfeeder.com, give it a free demo, and you'll also get a free extended premium trial when you let the rep know that you found out about Lead Feeder through the B2B Playbook podcast. That's leadfeeder.com. Okay, check it out. Back to the show.
1: And I'll add to that, George, AI doesn't have a strong opinion about things. Most of the questions you put to it, it will come back with a very politically correct, very neutral grounded answer, which how do you connect with that? As humans, we have strong views. We have passionate views. Maybe we won't always agree with each other, but saying. Everything has its merits, is not exactly an answer or a lived experience, is it, George? And that's why we can bring in some of that edge, some of that story, as you said, into the content that we create. And that's how we're going to set ourselves apart. And actually a really funny example of this, I was recently watching a YouTube video on cars and the presenter plugged in a bunch of car questions into ChatGPT and they got very politically correct Answers to questions like which brands are most reliable, which (laughs) ones are not very reliable. And the answers were just not good in that respect. People want an opinion. People want the experiences and the stories that back up those opinions.
0: Yeah, AI is the world's most boring dinner guest. You don't want (laughs) that sitting at your table. And unless that dinner guest is going to be your accountant, I'm not going to... I just don't want to engage with that person. It's just going to be so boring. We don't need that person. Okay, Kev, the mini series. It's going to be five episodes long. And five episodes is a great way for us to tell this story that all marketers can learn from and relate to. So as we have these experts coming in, showing us how to do these really fundamental pieces of a campaign, so customer research, copywriting, landing page design, running linked ads, tracking, reporting, and iterating, Everyone's going to be learning with Monica. So Monica's part of a small marketing team. Our listeners are in a small marketing team. They're all facing similar challenges. They all have similar gaps in their knowledge and they're all looking for creative ways to drive more pipeline for their business. So this just seemed like a great way to pull all these people together and create something that is truly helpful for everyone.
1: And we also thought it's a great way to create these episodes as we go and to post them as we go, as we create them and release the results on LinkedIn and with our email subscribers in real time. Let's walk the talk that we're always talking here, George, and really exemplify learning in public. But as well, we hopefully are able to use that opportunity to start conversations and to spark engagements and collaborations in a similar vein within our audience. That's what we really want to see at the end of the day is similar things, similar learnings are being taken by other people and iterated on so that we start to build a more colorful and successful B2B community.
0: And we're releasing these results on LinkedIn and to our email subscribers as we go. And, Kev, I think in the same way that it's just incredible. We live in, a, I guess, a largely asynchronous world where people consume things in their own time. But there's something really special when everyone in the world is tuning in for the last episode of Game of Thrones or everyone in the world is tuning in for the last episode of Succession. And we just wanted to create our own tiny little version of that that's hyper relevant to a very small subset of people and hopefully create enough intrigue and interest that they actually want to follow along for the whole journey.
1: And it's great to see that just with posting it a few times or mostly you posting it, George, a few times, we've already got over 300 people subscribed to our email list to follow that journey. So it's exciting to see that's actually coming into effect. It's going into action and it's starting to work the way we had hoped. We're not saints here, George. There's a little bit of selfishness in all this as well. And part of that is that we're getting great video content, which is absolutely perfect for our budding YouTube channel, and our growing audience. We do want to help everyone involved. We do want to help our audience with great content, but let's be clear, let's be transparent. We're getting some great engaging video content out of this as well to help our brand grow.
0: Yeah, and I think, Kev, to be honest, like we've been wanting to take our content to that next level. And I think mini series like this are going to help us do it. And we're releasing videos for each of the four experts, and we're releasing videos for the updates along the way. But Kev, the end goal, the end vision for this is to have one sort of Mr. Beast style video where we open up with that challenge of you know, we owe Monica, one of our listeners, $500. We're gonna invest that for the first time in ads and we're gonna give her 20% of the profits. Like how much money can we make Monica? And then just roll through the highlights of each of the four experts, show the updates along the way, show the challenges that we face and provide a resolution and hopefully a really nice resolution at the end of it where we can give Monica more than the $500 that we owed her. Yeah,
1: those those videos are dangerous, George. You'll get sucked into the bit of a hole watching those. and. Hopefully we'll have a fraction of that success. But at the end of the day, it's about making that win scenario. And why don't we talk about that next? Who are we hoping to create a win for with this campaign?
0: Yeah, first and foremost, Kev, I think we want to make it a win for the collaborators. They're the ones who are putting in their time. We really appreciate it. They're the ones whose audiences were cross pollinating. So for them, they're getting some awesome free content out of it. We're showing off their expertise. as showing off their own brand. It's relatively low lift from their end. They turn up for one or maybe two sessions. They do a bit of prep work, but we're doing all the editing. We're putting together all the content for them. And even for Ryan, when he's our customer research expert. When we're using the sponsorship money from Dovetail, we're going to be boosting a post that mentions him as well. And so that's great brand exposure for him. So very obvious wins for the collaborators there. And look, also, they seem to be doing something very fun. And the B2B playbook, like we've got a good audience too, and they are the people that we selected and we trust. And we've already heard from a lot of vendors, from people who have services that our listeners really trust us. And they've actually signed on for other people when we recommend them, signed on for products when we recommend them. We would love to make this as much of a win for the collaborators as possible. Dovetail, the sponsor Dovetail is a customer insights platform that Ryan, the customer research expert actually already uses to conduct his customer research interviews. It was a total no brainer going out to Dovetail to ask them to sponsor this part of the collaboration. Now the money that they're giving us, some brands would just take that money and say, okay, thanks. We're creating the content, we're going to post it organically. But Kev and I want to make it as much of a win as the sponsor as possible. Before we even got them on board, we made sure that their ideal customers were, had an overlap with our ideal audience. And we saw where the intersection was and we said to them, hey, whatever money you give us, we're just going to use that to boost this video, which promotes your brand to that overlapping audience. So it's great exposure for Dovetail. People are using, Ryan is seen using it, calling it the Cadillac of customer research insights platforms, which is pretty amazing. The video goes into a really in-depth demo of how to actually use Dovetail. And again, we're not doing this because they gave us the money, but because this is what's helpful for our dream listeners. And this is exactly what Ryan does anyway. So it was a complete no brainer and that's going to be a win-win for the sponsor.
1: And hopefully, because there's so much alignment for them, this is a very targeted and hopefully a very good use of their sponsorship money, of their marketing spend, hopefully a bit more targeted than if they were doing just LinkedIn ads or whatever normal activity they might be running. We're hopefully offering them a better avenue to spend the marketing dollars to get better results.
0: That's right. They get to leverage the trust that we already have with a lot of this audience and introduce their brand through us. So make it a win for them. Now, win for Monica. Monica is, of course, the person who we're trying to give this money to. She's a past listener. She's a a current listener. She's a past student of the B2B Incubator. She gets to, look, if nothing else, she's got to meet all these amazing experts one-to-one, and she's asked burning questions that she has as a small in-house marketer. So that's been a pretty awesome experience for her. And as I said, hopefully... We have a bit of extra money to give monica at the end of it and look she seems to be having fun too so hopefully monica considers this a win
1: and finally listeners it's a win for us obviously we get the benefit of having this great video content we get the chance to bring all these amazing people together and to deepen our relationships with all of them as well whether that's the sponsor the experts the collaborators or even monica herself it's always great to have such a loyal listener become closer within our ecosystem and to yeah just be invested in somebody else's career work and what have you it's exciting for us to get deeper and make those connections within the b2b marketing space but obviously all that helps us to grow our own brand as well we're living what brian williams is saying we're growing with other people's money pulling in with our own money And we also get to leverage each other's audiences and grow together. So hopefully really embodying what a true partnership looks like. And I think, George, let's add in one more. Hopefully it's also a win for our listeners here and for all our viewers on YouTube as well. Everyone who's following along for the journey through the email subscription as well. We can hopefully deliver really good, helpful content that has a lot of learnings for everyone here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Our listeners are our number one. We are nothing without you guys. And we want this to be as good an experience for you guys too. So a huge thanks to absolutely everyone involved. And again, I just want to reiterate, thank you to the sponsors, to the collaborators. And a huge thank you to Monica. Monica supported us from, I think, one of our first few episodes. She's been with us for so long. And that's why it's just so fun, 90 episodes later, to have her involved in something like this, to help fill the gaps to help be our model in-house b2b marketer so a huge thank you to monica
1: well george i think it's generally pretty clear how we put together the collaboration but let's go through that process really quickly again just as a bit of a summary before we head in into how do we then measure success and how the next couple weeks and episodes is going to look like so first obviously we got that idea while George was going for a run. He came up with the idea Uh, and shortly after our conversation with Brian Williams as well, and we were able to come up with this idea of how to do the collaboration. And then we went about identifying who our dream customers, dream audiences were and who they really follow and they engage with regularly on LinkedIn. So really honing in and trying to hone in this collaboration into a group or an audience that is gonna benefit us, collaborators, as well as the sponsor.
0: And then kev we had them all on our podcast and a lot of them we actually had on before we were even planning this collaboration and that's just because i genuinely follow them i know you follow them too and we just think they're terrific marketers they're the best in their little niche and we knew that they were the go-to expert We then pitched that idea to them just one at a time. I sketched out just a really loose idea of the collaboration on Microsoft OneNote. Again, my five-year-old childish drawings is exactly how I pitched it to them. I pitched it to the sponsors the exact same way. I came up with what was required from each of the collaborators to be involved and the timing of when we'd shoot the campaigns and what we expected from them flying by the seat of our pants, as I like to do, but there was also some planning and some thought behind it. And then we got Monica in each of the sessions with these experts so she could learn along with the rest of our audience too. And then, Kev, once we had all those experts lined up, we went to find that no-brainer sponsor. Once we found out that Ryan already used Dovetail, is an Australian company. It's like one of the few good Australian companies out here. I already had their marketing manager, Sean, in my network and I just reached out to him and just said, hey, we've got this going on, we'd love to chat about it. And a huge thank you to Sean for going ahead and convincing the powers that be in his organization to sponsor this part of the collaboration.
1: You're probably selling yourself a little short there, George. There was a lot of work involved there. sure you flew by the seat of your pants a little bit, but I know for a fact that you and I, particularly you, we did a lot of homework in the background to figure out who that dream audience was who our dream customers were to really hone in and keep sticking to that group and make sure that the experts the sponsors monica everyone was aligned to that ultimate goal of servicing that dream audience and also we put in a lot of thought into making sure that this collaboration this campaign would actually be a win for everyone involved make sure that it's a no-brainer offer to each of them so that when we go to have a conversation with them We were able to get them across the line, irrespective of the drawings. I think we came to them with an offer that made sense. That was a no brainer for each of them. And hopefully we'll be able to deliver on that promise. All
0: right. Let's talk about how we're going to measure the success of this campaign. And Kev, I think when we look at the metrics that we're going to measure, it's going to really hit it home for your listeners and viewers that this is something that's actually going to help drive our business forward. And it's the reason why we're trying to do one of these a quarter now. Like any campaign, we're going to look at leading indicators of success and lagging indicators. So leading ones, let us know we're on the right track. The lagging ones are when you look retrospectively and go, hey, how did we actually go? How did this affect our pipeline? So the leading indicators that we really want to see, Kev, are signups to the news to our newsletter from our ICP, from our ideal listeners and our ideal customers. We're going to, We want to see increased podcast downloads because really we want to be playing in the space where a lot of our dream customers are. We want to be reaching more of our dream customers and listeners. We want to be getting more engagement from our ideal customers. Probably on LinkedIn is the spot where we're going to get that engagement. It comes in a few forms. It might be people commenting on our LinkedIn posts. I often get DMS on LinkedIn from people who follow our content as well. So we'll be looking for that. And another leading indicator people is people applying to the B2B incubator. This whole collaboration is about trying to get more people into the incubator. That's what we're trying to drive. That's what this campaign is about. The more people we get into the incubator, the more money we can make for Monica. So that is a leading indicator for success. Now, lagging indicators, well, quite frankly, it's enrollments in the incubator. So turning those applications into paid enrollments. That's all we really care about there, Kev, is, I guess, really good pipeline. But ultimately, we care about that bottom line. We care about enrollments.
1: Yeah, that's the pipeline impact. That's the bottom line revenue impact that we always talk about that marketers should be in charge of, should take responsibility for. Well, George, that's how we're going to measure success. I think this early signs, those leading indicators of success are starting to pick up and hopefully they'll continue in that vein but hopefully those lagging indicators won't be lagging too far behind. A few other quick notes, listeners, before we wrap up this episode, just a few thoughts that we had around this collaborative campaign as well. The first being that we really think this is going to be a great way to educate people about the benefits of the B2B incubator itself without actively shoving it down people's throats and being very traditionally salesy. Now, don't get me wrong. I think sales plays a very important part in any business particularly your b2b enterprise businesses but for us for george and i it's never been really in our nature we've never felt completely comfortable going for the hard sell and i think this is a more helpful way to to get around that for the time being we probably need to learn what truly helpful sales looks like and implement that we've had episodes where we talk about outbound and it's really inspired us to get more into it but for the time being hopefully this will act as a vessel for doing that in a less direct way.
0: Kev, it also helps us build in public, which really humanizes our brand. It really builds trust and hopefully it's doing it in an incredibly helpful way. Building in public is something that just creates such a connection between you and your audience when you do it, because they get to see your mistakes along the way. If you just represent yourself as perfect, people think that something fishy is going on. No one really buys it. So I'm very excited to release the results live as we go through this experiment, Kev.
1: And as we said before, listeners, we wanna do one of these per quarter. We don't wanna do the same collaborative campaign each time. Hopefully we can change and keep adding value to everyone involved, but especially to you listeners. So it wouldn't be very helpful if we did the same thing over and over again. And we've actually already had a brand reach out to us to organize our next one for next quarter, which is super exciting to see. So it really is starting to build and become a bit of a firewheel within itself, which is just absolutely amazing to see. And hopefully we can deliver a similar sort of win-win, win-win, win in the next campaign that we do next quarter as well.
0: That's it, Kevin. At the end of the day, these collaborators, these sponsors, they're helping us grow our own business using other people's money and other people's audiences. But just make sure you create those win 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 scenarios. However many wins, however many people are in there, there needs to be a win for all of them.
1: And finally, listeners, follow along for the journey. We're doing all this great work. We think there's a lot of value coming out of this campaign. If nothing else, make sure to tune in to get value from the show there's great visuals so check it out on the b2b playbook on youtube and subscribe to follow the journey you can also go to the b2bplaybook.com and subscribe to our newsletter and so you don't miss any of those live updates as new content comes out within this campaign and finally thanks again to dovetail for sponsoring this first section of the campaign
0: And thank you to all our helpful experts, Jess Cook, Ryan Gibson, Justin Rowe, Pasha Urshad, and of course, Monica, for giving us the opportunity to do this. Listeners, viewers, you can find links to everything that we discussed in the show notes. We'll link to our YouTube channel as well. We'll link to our newsletter. And Kevin, i are just so grateful that every week, more and more marketers are tuning in every Monday to the B2B playbook. And if we can ask one thing, it would be to please pass the show on to someone who you think would get value from the show. And also, please feel free to leave your feedback in a comment on YouTube. It's a huge help to us, our future listeners, and we'd really appreciate it. Take care. Thank you, listeners. Thank you to everyone and see you next week.
1: Thank you, George. Thank you to everyone involved again. Thank you, listeners. And see you all next week for the first episode of the series.
0: A quick note before you go, listeners. You can find more great content and
1: get in touch with us at theb2bplaybook.com. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and our newsletter while you're there to get the latest news, tips, and resources from our playbook.
0: We'll be back the same day and same time with another episode next week. Thanks for
1: tuning in to the B2B Playbook. Remember, successful B2B marketing starts with the buyer.